0: Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. ESPN NBA insider Jay Williams joins Wolf and Luke to talk NBA and the
1: Suns. Brought to you by Midwestern University Clinics in Glendale, faculty and graduate student-led comprehensive health care. Visit MWUClinics.com to schedule an appointment. We're scheduled to talk to Jay Williams of ESPN here shortly. Wolf, um, I know part of the conversation is going to be how nationally is this Cardinals job perceived now? Right? And the, the lists have already, I'm looking at one on NFL.com that is ranking the five head coaching openings at this exact moment. and I, I'm assuming there's not going to be another one unless something crazy happens in the playoffs. Right, I think for the most part, teams would have said, "Okay, we're moving on from our coach at this point." If they're going to do it, if you miss the playoffs, yeah, it's not like I think that I don't know. Pick a team. The the Raiders are not going to suddenly decide to move on from Josh McDaniels in three weeks, right? This is pretty much it, unless Dallas melts down against the Buccaneers. And even then, they're probably not moving on.
2: Yes. Cannot wait, honestly, right now. You know what? A couple more weeks, Luke, and everything's going to unfold before our very eyes. That fills me with a, a hope. Well, it's finally turning the corner. And an expectation.
1: I'm looking at this list on NFL.com, ranking the most enticing NFL head coach openings. And they have the Cardinals at number two right okay. now, behind Carolina carolina's got all the money in the world and uh an owner that seems intense on spending it to get a winner although again i would say michael bidwell just spent a lot of money yesterday to try and get this thing back on track that he that there are owners in this league that would have been like yeah let's see where this goes for another three years yeah and he didn't
2: a, who's the quarterback for the carolina pass it's a great question they've had 17 this okay, year that's great <laughs> You're being a little facetious right there, right? I mean, honestly. I, I think I am. I don't It's dripping. Um, you know, for me right now, you look at the Arizona Cardinals, obviously, and Kyler Murray is their quarterback. And I know there's people out there that, for whatever reason, you don't like Kyler Murray. Um, Kyler Murray's one of the most talented quarterbacks in the National Football League. By the way, once again, go back and look at it. Up until last year, he's been to the Pro Bowl not once, but twice. Twice in three years after he won offensive rookie of the year. This guy needs to be put in an offense where he can expand his game, he can grow, and he become the quarterback that he needs to become. And that for me um is something that I think you will see, but it's also one of the reasons why they put the Cardinals number two largely because of Kyler Murray.
1: Well, you know, it's funny what you just said, if we're going to start to get some clarity... And, and I feel that way about Kyler Murray because I was really high on him his first three years. Like, really, like I thought, I thought by the end of this season that just passed going in, I thought he was going to be up there as like the number, you know, definitely a top eight quarterback in the NFL, maybe knocking on the door of top five, right? And some guys emerged. Jalen Hurts really emerged. And so that, that complicated, but I just, I thought Kyler Murray would continue to trend in the right direction. Um, and he may very well. And I know it's complicated now because he's not going to start next season at full strength, but, I do think now we're in this situation where it's—all it, it, eyes on Kyler Murray now. Like, the coach is gone. The GM is gone. If, if if it was everybody else's fault, then you should be pretty great now going forward, right? Yes. So if we see the same similar issues, then then I— I understand why Cardinals fans would have some questions about Kyler Murray because it's like Sam Ocho just said when we had him on. You can't just keep changing everything around you
2: and expecting that to be the solution. Just love that. Uh, personal responsibility. I talk about it all the time. I am sorry. I am such a huge believer in personal responsibility. You, you have to have it. You do. You you have to be personally responsible for everything you do and everything you say you know we used to have an old saying uh in the locker room at least what you do and what you say is who you are (laughs) how else can i possibly how else can i possibly discern who you are as a person other than what you do and what you say Uh, What, I'm supposed to read into what you do and what you say? Or is that just who you are? Well, that's why people hate
1: it when you say one thing and do something else. It's like, how much time do I have to
2: spend figuring you out? I'll just move on. That's exactly right. And that's what you need out of each player in that locker room. You want to talk about culture. You want to talk about dogma. You want to talk about belief. Start with that. Hey, you know what? What you do and what you say is who you are. Thank you.
1: I will also add to this list of teams that don't have a head coach, the one that that might change, and I I kind of am starting to think it will, is uh, the Rams. That's a weird
2: situation there if Sean McVay leaves because that – that he's is a mess. He's going into the booth, right? I mean, that's what he's going to do. He's going to go up. He's he's going to start talking about the game of football. He's not going to be. He's not going to have any skin in the game, so to speak. He's not going to be. You know, he's not going to be in a situation where he's going to take any blame. He's going to sit there. I think he's really going to take to that. <laughs> yeah, I really do. I think he's going to go up in the booth and go, "Man, this is kind of cool. This is a lot easier." You know what? I don't have to sit around and put in twenty-hour days. First and foremost, I don't have to do. When well, he's so
1: absurdly young for an NFL head coach that he actually could step away for more than one year, he could step away for four years, yes. five years, and I like don't. It, yeah, it's not like the game's going to have passed him by. Didn't he learn under Gruden too? I and mean, it's so it's, it's not it's not like it's not like if he just disappears for a while and spends a year with the family and then is up in the booth for three or four years. It, it, like I remember when Bill Cowher. Bill Cowher left and they're still talking about him as potentially taking a job. That was however many years ago that Mike Tomlin took over. So it's like 16 years ago
2: now, right? Yes. So uh, Sean McVay, I feel like could step away for three years and be fine. You know, you, you brought up Mike Tomlin as well. This is the reason why um the next head coach for the Arizona Cardinals. You got to have belief. You have to have dogma. You have to. I'm hoping I'm hoping Um they're going to bring somebody in here where it's going to be a situation like a Mike Tomlin, where Mike Tomlin is going to demand because I know this just have because Mike of Tomlin? Craig. I know, <laughs> I know this because of Craig, who is the analyst, radio analyst for the Pittsburgh Steelers. He tells me all the time about the the belief that this game is still a bloody game. The belief. They're not afraid to talk about it, Luke. They're not afraid to actually enunciate it. They're not afraid to say how aggressive and physical the game of football is. They're not afraid to do it. And that, to me, is the culture of the Pittsburgh Steelers. And that's the reason why they go out and they look for physical, physical dudes who are going to bloody the knuckles. Play hard. Play to the ground with blood under their nails. They look for guys. They don't care if you play wide receiver. They don't care if you're a wide receiver. They're not going to bring you into the Pittsburgh Steelers organization. Now, do they miss from time to time? Yes, they do. Yeah, but do. the
1: plan, at least you have a consistent plan. And okay, let's play this out for a second here before we hit the break. Isn't it typically, if you break up with somebody, you, you then go date the exact opposite? Yes. I mean, would you say that the Cardinals were physical enough this year? I think most people would say the Cardinals were not physical enough this year. I, I would agree. So if I'm Michael Bidwell, I'm probably looking and saying, and even though, I mean, Steve Kime talked about being more physical yeah. leader. Right. Last year, remember
2: Couple, that was two
1: years ago. That was two years I was ago. Really talking about it, okay. yes. i no, i yeah, I After don't know Cliff's first year. Um, I have to think. That's probably on the list of criteria they're looking for in their next GM's mentality and their next uh, uh, NFL head coach as well. All right, when we come back, which teams are we going to be riding throughout the playoffs? We're going to give you our playoff picks. We're going to do a draft. We're going to draft our Super Bowl winners next. You ready for this? Because I'm not. No. It's, uh, it's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Wolf and Luke Middays, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Right, we did this last year, although Wolf does not seem. Do you remember doing this last year?
2: Uh, no. Okay.
1: So here's how we're going to do it. There's 14 playoff teams. They keep expanding the playoff field. Maloney pulled out the draft order. We're just going to go back and forth. Okay. Three picks each round, right? Just snake draft until we each have four teams. There will be two teams left over.
3: So should we take out the two teams that have a bye?
1: No. Because <laughs> one of them might win the Super Bowl.
3: Make it interesting. Well,
1: yeah, but we might, we're might we not going to have the Super Bowl winner there. I want to see who the well, last two leftover teams we have are. Yeah, I, I, okay. All right. What do you think? You, you're the tiebreaker here. Well, we no,
2: speak. I was just thinking about that right now. I mean, they're not playing. This is just for this weekend. No, it's I, for the whole... It's, we, oh, see, definitely, yeah, see, I know, but man, <laughs> you never know who the team's opponents... Okay, so you That's just, just want to We're just picking just who's going to go, gonna go furthest in the playoffs. Okay, yes. good. Let's just do
1: did this last year, Maloney took Cincinnati, you laughed at her, and they made (laughs) it to the Super Bowl.
3: I think I said Joe Burrow has some swag, and you're like, Joe Burrow?
2: I feel like that happens. Yeah, okay. Um, Maloney, don't, you know, seriously, don't... I'll bring it up, the fact you've been wrong in the last... Three days. That's yes, so twice. Twice. Okay. Yeah. What was the second one? I didn't hear the second oh, one. No, you corrected ahead, the man. second one. Yes. Oh, okay. Of
1: course. <laughs> uh, okay, so here we go. Who, I, I have the first pick. We're going me, then Wolf, then Maloney, then just back and forth. Right. Just a snake draft. Here we go. Okay. Here we go. Drafting for you get you want the Super Bowl winner, but you're you're drafting just teams that are going to go the furthest in the playoffs. All right. Yep. I'll take Buffalo. Buffalo's off the board first. Okay. I can't imagine not
2: taking Buffalo. let see. Right now, um, Luke took the Buffalo. I'm going to go number two. That's right, Brock Purdy. I'm, oh, a- I'm wow. believing in Brock Purdy. I'm going to go with the 49ers. Abandon all hope, ye who enter here. When you're playing the 49ers defense, I'm going Brock Purdy in the 49ers defense. Dude. Buffalo better win because I'm going to get stuck with some teams I don't like at my next pick.
3: So it's a snake draft, so I get two, correct? Yep, you get two. All right, so I'm going to go Chiefs. Yeah. And I'm going to go Eagles.
1: All right, so Maloney probably just won. Maybe we should take out the two teams that are on I gave you the week. option. <laughs> you really did. I'm an idiot. All right, well, Maloney won. Who do you want to take for a second?
2: Okay, um... I'm going to go with the Cincinnati Bengals. I'm I'm going to go with the Bengals, right? What, were you going to go with the Bengals? Well, yeah. I mean, I don't like. Well, you know what? Guess what? You can now. You can. (laughs) Excited. I took the Cincinnati Bengals. (laughs) Joe Burrow, baby, and the NFL (laughs) comp, Kurt Warner. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I I hear Joe Burrow has some swag. He's got some swag. Yeah. Oh, this is awful. I hate all the got teams that are left. something,
3: something of his neck, right?
2: Wolf? That's right. A little some something, something dripping out of the side of his
1: neck. Right. It doesn't smell good. I like the top five teams. Wow, this is a real eye-opener that there are like five teams that could win the Super Bowl, and then there are some other teams. Uh, all right. I got to take two here. I guess I'll take Dallas. Ugh. After their impressive performance where they really showed a lot of uh, I had them number seven on my little draft. Uh, I'm not taking Minnesota, man. I'm going to stay consistent. I'll take the Chargers. Give me the Chargers. Maybe the Chargers wake up. I'll go with the Chargers
2: with the uh, seventh pick in this draft. I'm not taking the Vikings. I like that. Um, I wouldn't go next. With the Chargers. I, I the do choice. like
1: the fact you did that. I don't like taking teams out of the AFC because it's going to be Buffalo or Kansas Can I just City. tell
2: you right now, I took the Minnesota Vikings and put them number 14. <laughs> okay? <laughs> They're number 14. Okay. Just so you know.
1: So, so you're not taking them here, okay, I would say.
2: I'm not this taking them here. Right. Okay, so it's my turn to do it? Yes, it's your okay, turn. Okay, okay, here we go. I love how you're fascinated by how a draft works I, every know. <laughs> Yeah, but it's a snake draft. Is really I want you to be a up, GM
1: I of an NFL team so you can walk okay. up to the podium and be like, wait, so I get the I'm pick.
2: not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. Okay. I'm not. I had the Jaguars going next. Ooh. I'm not going to do it. I'm sorry. I love Trevor Lawrence. He just, dude, 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 dude you've got a lot to learn. Totally. Um... I'm going with the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, that's who I'm going to take. Gonna take. Right take the Baltimore Ravens right there. Sorry, Tom Brady. Assuming they have a quarterback, that's a good pick. All right, Maloney.
3: Um, I don't really want to take the Vikings because of Pat P. <laughs> Is that bad? I don't want to do it in spite. No, so no,
1: nobody wants the Vikings. <laughs> Dolphin. Ooh. Oh, you know, all three Florida teams made the, the uh, playoffs this year for the first time since
3: 1997.
1: Look at that
2: stat. I don't oh, like that Are you kidding me? I'm not kidding you. I just heard you, that. You know, every time, Luke, I, I think you couldn't say anything more inane. <laughs> you suddenly pull that out of your butt. You should listen to the next Totally, <laughs> totally. <laughs> more t- inaneness. Yes, exactly.
3: Do I go again? Yes, you go again. Okay. Um... Buccaneers.
1: Yeah, you have to. Oh boy, Tommy. They're gonna pave the road for Brady. Tommy. Oh, what a great story this is. Tom Brady was uh roughing the passer was called seventeen times in the NFC championship. Tommy. And somehow Tom Brady's in the Super Bowl
2: again. Yeah, Todd Bowles, though, is going to figure out a way to slow down some teams. I don't think there's no doubt about it. The question is, will the Buccaneers score 19 points? Well, when they get the
1: 17 roughing the passer calls to move them up the field, yes, they will. I should have taken Tampa. Tampa's a good pick. Okay. um, They're a horrible team, but they're a good pick. Whose turn is it? It's your turn. Okay. You have one pick left, and I have one pick left. Do you want me to tell you which teams are left? I'm going, yeah, go ahead and do that for the listener right
2: now, of course. Yes, for the listener. Um,
3: (laughs) You got the Jaguars. You got the Seahawks, you got the Vikings, and you got the Giants.
2: Okay, well, you know I'm not taking the Minnesota Vikings. I'm not. Okay. No offense, Kirk Cousins. No offense. Boy, if
1: Sunday's any indication, the uh, this past Sunday, the Seahawks are going to get every call, too. Okay.
2: Um,
3: and it would be smart for you to take the Seahawks.
2: Yeah, Don't worry about that, okay? <laughs> um, I'm going to go with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Right at that. You got your pick there, right at the end. Oh, Trevor Lawrence out of nowhere. Trevor Lawrence says, oh, my goodness, this balance offense that I'm in right now feels really, really good, yeah, you know what? The Jaguars got a little something going down there. Jacksonville. I'm going to go with the Jacksonville Jaguars.
1: Is it wrong that that Chargers-Jaguars game, and I know everybody looks at that one like, oh, okay, whatever. That's like the game I'm most interested in this weekend because I just don't think Miami has a chance against Buffalo, uh, San Francisco. I mean, there's other good games. I'm sick of Brady and I'm sick of the Cowboys, although I'll obviously be watching that one on Monday night, but Trevor Lawrence versus Justin Herbert, is a that's a compelling matchup. Alright, I've stalled long enough. You leave me no choice but to take the team that I feel has no chance to actually win the Super Bowl. Maybe they'll win me a game or two. I'll take the Minnesota Vikings. I hate this game. I ended up with Minnesota and Dallas. Two teams I don't believe in at all. That's awesome. Buffalo better win the Super Bowl. Give me me some hope. The little Kirk Cousins. All right, so who were the leftover teams? The Giants and the Seahawks. Giants and Seahawks. Oh. those are the leftover teams nobody wanted. Okay, there it is. Right I, there. You know
2: what? You bring up Kirk he Cousins. It's
3: 2015 yeah, right? <laughs> no one wanted the Seahawks.
2: It's true. Well, I did not expect you to go thespian right there. I did not expect that.
1: Hey, when she does cool stuff, it's thespian. When I do it, it's a name. Yeah, okay. well, silly. Oh. And inane. Oh, silly and inane, Wow. Wow. Uh, thoughts on your picks since we still have time in the segment?
2: This is supposed to be an exercise on talking about the playoffs? Yeah, you know, first of all, I love my first pick because they are the most physical team, of course, in the the playoffs, the 49ers right now, and they're getting more and more and more physical as these games unfold, and if you watch, they'll double down on that physicality in the postseason, and Christian McCaffrey right now, man, was there a better pickup in the entire season, the entire year, than Christian McCaffrey. I don't think so. No, they haven't lost a game. They haven't lost since they picked them up. When so
1: you took San Francisco second overall in this draft, and I don't, I don't disagree with that pick,
2: but I don't feel like you were that high on them a few weeks ago. Has that no, changed? No, absolutely. It's okay. Brock Purdy and the way that Brock Purdy is playing, and the the fact that that defense is so good and so special. We've seen this happen before, Baysoonians. We have. Called the Baltimore Ravens, two thousand and three. Correct? Was it two thousand and two? What am I thinking? When they beat the and, Giants, two thousand and one was yeah, Two thousand and one, yeah. The Baltimore Ravens went. Trent Dilfer, <laughs> Dilfer. I think it was two thousand and one Super Bowl. I think it was two thousand yeah, two thousand one Super Bowl. Whatever. Okay. Right, you, you get my point. <laughs> we well, said, right, said every 40, year 10, in the two thousands. Eventually, you're going to be right. Right now, <laughs> was it twenty seventeen? I, I 16, said two 15. two years, Luke. <laughs> Give me a break.
1: Yeah. um, We're not tweeting out the results of this draft. I'm going to say them once now, and I'm never going to bring it up again. Why? Here's who Maloney has.
2: You got that recorded,
1: correct? Maloney has the Chiefs, Eagles, Dolphins, Buccaneers. I would say three of those teams could get to the Super Bowl. (laughs) Seriously, three of the four. Uh, You have the 49ers, Bengals, Ravens, Jaguars. I'd say three of those teams could get to the Super Bowl. And I have the Bills, Chargers, Cowboys, Vikings. I'd say the Bills could get to the Super Bowl. (laughs)
2: And you know what? Honestly, I'd rather lose. Hey, Luke, here's a tight pair of shorts. Why don't you pull them on and pull them all the way up under your throat?
1: That's what I feel like we just did for the last 10 minutes. Um. I would prefer the Vikings lose and me lose than have to see Kirk Cousins dancing around in the chains and no shirt again. Yes. Or Adam Schefter, the yes. unfortunate I'll take offsuit of that.
3: The chains, as long as I don't have to hear Pat Pete talk about winning a Super You're Bowl. You're
1: going to have to. Actually, if he won the Super Bowl, I think he'd probably talk about the Cardinals still, don't you? Yes. On the field, they'd be like, Pat, you just won a Super Bowl. Right. What do you think? And he'd be like, this is because the Cardinals traded me or let me go two years ago or whatever. Yeah. He'd focus everything on the Cardinals.
2: Man, this feels like Super Bowl 43.
1: Yeah, look at that. See? What year was that, like 2000, 2001? Uh, text us your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. We come back. Is Sean Payton a realistic option for the Cardinals? Because you would have to give stuff up to get him, too. And we're going to get into that next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Wolf and Luke, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Oh, look at that. The Denver Broncos conducted a virtual interview with uh, Jim Harbaugh. Just popped up on the TV. No, you're right? kidding me right now. So that either means it was done over Zoom or they have a hologram of Jim Harbaugh that they were talking to. <laughs> okay, a virtual interview with Jim Harbaugh. Yeah. That's how, if the Cardinals hired him, we'd have to do all of our uh, our Monday interviews with him so you and him didn't get into a fight. Oh, my
2: goodness. That would be awesome right there, a virtual. <laughs> I say, Niet. you've got to go. You've got to show up, and you've got to shake the hand of Jim. you got to look him in the eye. you got to be in his presence, man. Get the because, full Jim experience. Because you're going to be in his presence once you hire him, because he's a doggone good football coach. What well, happened, he's going to grind
1: on you now. Happened to that tweet from the University of Michigan that Jim Harbaugh is a Michigan man through and through, and there's no way he's leaving. He's just interviewing with NFL teams. Yeah, hey,
2: Luke, <laughs> you, you got to be kidding me, man! You, I'm, you're I'm talking pretty, about all these details.
1: Yeah, oh, it's no big deal. Yeah, he's going to coach. I mean, he's also going to coach an NFL team on Sundays, but yeah, you know, certainly he'll still be a <laughs> Michigan man through and through. Uh, all right, the name that that. I think if we just put a poll out there and Cardinals fans could write in and say, okay, who do you want as the next head coach? It would be Sean Payton. I'm guessing that's what the fans of most NFL teams want for their team. Uh, there's a few things that you have to remember with Sean Payton. Yes, he's going to cost money. Yes, he's probably going to either want a say over who the GM is or he's going to kind of want to be the GM and just have somebody maybe in that role. But the other thing that, that really doesn't get talked about all that much locally for whatever reason, everybody's just like, hey, bring in Sean Payton. Um, He's still a member of the Saints, so you have to trade something to the Saints. And the Saints were asking for two first-round picks. Now, do I think they're going to get that? No. But do I think they'll probably get one first-round pick from somebody? Yeah. Yeah. And the Cardinals' first-round pick is the
2: third pick in the draft. So let's start there. I'm not trading that pick for a coach. Okay, it's not going to be, yeah, we're not trading that. It's off the table. You need to look at the Saints right in the eye. If, in fact, you were going to get to this point where you're actually talking to the New Orleans Saints about Sean Payton, he's going to be your next head coach and your general manager, you're not getting the number three overall. No. Get lost, New Orleans. Right. Not also tell you to get lost. They
1: they will. And then we'll argue and we'll slam the phone and then I'll call them back and be like, but we do have a really high second round pick. <laughs> yeah. So now it's, Yeah,
2: you're not gonna forget about that. Well and hold okay. on though. It's gonna be a first well, round pick.
1: So it sounds like and I don't know what Denver and New Orleans they, they apparently agreed to the parameters of, of a trade if it came to that. If they hire Sean Payton, Sean Payton wants to go there and all that stuff. There's a lot of steps to getting Sean Payton. I'm assuming Denver's first-round pick is in there, not the one that they traded to Seattle or gave to Seattle, as it turns out, for Russell Wilson. Um, They have the pick they traded Bradley Chubb to Miami for, but it's actually
2: (laughs) San Francisco's pick. Oh, my goodness. That is just making my head explode right now.
1: So we don't even know what that pick is, but let's say, Wolf, you're right, and San Francisco wins the Super Bowl. That would be the 32nd pick. And the Cardinals' second-round
2: pick would be the 35th pick.
0: Yeah. Is that really
1: that much of a difference? Yes. I could make up the difference.
0: It's a
2: first-round pick. I understand, but it's- and not only that, you're going to load on some other draft picks. It's going to be, to me, it's going to be a bucket, man. That's what it is. If you really want Sean Payton and you're the Saints, you're going to make him pay. Well, I mean, you know that you the demand is You think it's just going to be there. a first-round pick? That's no. going to be it? No, I'm, I'm just saying,
1: it. if the Cardinals... The Cardinals don't have a first-round pick in this upcoming draft to trade. They could trade one down the line, but I'm guessing New Orleans wants one now. Yeah, I would imagine. I don't think it's impossible to make up that gap on a team like Denver. If you say, okay, yeah, Denver's giving you their first and a fourth. What if we give you a, our second, which is only three picks lower and our fourth, which yeah. is going to be better than theirs? I just, I think it's doable. Now that doesn't even account for the question of, are you willing to trade the third pick in the second round for Sean Payton? Cause that I think you still have to think about that. That's an impact player, or at least it should be.
2: Yeah. And, you know, once again, um, it's sitting around talking about this, it, it bothers me only from the standpoint that, yeah, you, you'd love to have Sean Payton. I think anybody would say, boy, that'd be great to have him as your head coach and your general manager. That would be incredible. And that would be a massive investment, by the way, by the organization. Just a massive investment. Um What's he going to do to Kyler Murray? Well, it's funny you should ask, because Maloney has audio. What kind of impact is he going to have on Kyler?
3: So, back on September 19th, Sean Payton was on the herd with Colin Cowherd, and this is what he said he would do with Kyler Murray.
0: I think it still gets back to, offensively, a, a package that suits his talents, but also takes some pressure off of him as well. And so look what would I like to see I'd love to see him uh, have a better running game under center I'd love to see him hand the ball off to another really good player and take a deep breath some layups and I I, want to see him have a few more layups and I think when I need those plays they're going to come spontaneously the red zone or third down Um, but I think that if we're counting on those every week, that's a stressful job like we're asking him to fly the top gun mission that we saw in the movie under the under Great the bridge movie, by the way. under the bridge, turn the wing up the slope, drop the and each week and I don 't want that I want him to cruise over Kansas and Missouri and Illinois once in a while and let someone else so now would you give up that second-round pick for him? I might, yeah.
2: As a matter of fact, I definitely would do that, I think. I'll give up the second-round i I'll, pick. I'll, you want the entire draft? Just go ahead. I'll do it. Because honestly, right now, now, you need to rip that. You do. You need to pull that right there. Not the whole cut. I'm just talking about the cut Ray said, you know what? Give it to me. Just, just go ahead. You need to put him under center more. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I, I... I I, I, if only I know somebody I've been had said that about before. For three years. So I gotta,
1: and I don't expect there to be an answer to this. But they ran those plays when Kyler wasn't the quarterback this season. I watched them run those plays with Colt McCoy and David
2: Blau. Yeah. So what so, does that make you think? Right? It makes you think he doesn't want to run them. Which. It doesn't
1: make a lot of sense to me because Sean Payton just articulated it better than I can, but we're all watching these games and seeing other teams do it, and it's... it. Basically, it's what he just said. He and Colin Coward said, like, yeah, take the layups when you have them. Sometimes it's a layup to get under center, fake the handoff to James Conner, roll out and throw the four yard pass to the tight end on third and one. Just need to be able to do that. I don't understand why you wouldn't have it in the playbook. And I know everybody looks and says, well, it's got to be Cliff.
2: But Cliff had it in the playbook when the other quarterbacks were in there. Yeah, I know. So once again, it's, you know, I think immediately it's Kyler Murray. This is one of the reasons why I was talking about Cliff not being dogmatic, not being this guy that I'm not going to change this is my offense and you'll just sit down and shut up it wasn't Cliff he was not like that you saw that right from the beginning mm-hmm. because Cliff Kingsbury when he came in in 2019 the first half of the season he was running the air raid. it was the air raid, and I said it that entire off season after Steve Wilkes I said there's no way in the world Cliff Kingsbury is going to come in here and try to run the air raid." There's, that, that's, not gonna, that's exactly what he did. But he changed it pretty quickly. Cha- well, I would say halfway through. Halfway through the season. Through the first season. Yeah. Yes, yeah. the first season. He changed it. Started going with a lot more 12 personnel, as a matter of fact. Two tight ends. A lot more stuff that wasn't as um, air raidish, so to speak. So, and, and he's changed his offense. We've seen this evolution happen, except with Kyler for the most part. Yes, we saw him put him under center from time to time, but almost every time they put him under center, it was a trick play. Yeah, it was. Oh, here comes the jet sweep. We'll snap it, and you'll hand it off to him. And it was they—they they didn't run the base package plays. All the time, like you need to be able to do. Just go out and out execute somebody else. Be better than somebody else. And once again, when you put a, you put a quarterback under center, everyone knows what's coming, ladies and gentlemen. What do you think that means? Your offensive line knows they know what's coming. And yet we're demanding from you, Calvin Beecham. We're demanding from you, DJ Humphreys. You beat your man. Because that's been the creed of every football player that has ever played in between the white lines. Beat your man. Do your job. We just always have these
4: conversations with offensive linemen, and when we were in under center in, compa- in comparison to in the gun, they would always say that their ability to sell the run was so much more realistic because they could just fire off the fire football off the, mark. Yep. the ability for a quarterback, like when I'm under center and I'm running play action for people at home, you know, like when I take the snap, I literally get to hide the football. We don't from see it. Yep. Right. You you have no idea whether I'm actually handing it off or not, where in the gun it's just catch and I flash the ball. You guys all still see the football on D.
1: That was Dan Orlovsky, right? Okay, so that's Dan Orlovsky from a couple months ago. You've been saying this for at least two years. Lorenzo Alexander has been on the show giving us the defensive perspective saying the same thing. I cannot imagine Cliff Kingsbury didn't know that was an option, especially when he was running it with the other quarterbacks. So that is the great mystery to me and the question that's going to get answered because if you think Sean Payton's going to be your next head coach, he's going to put Kyler Murray under center. And the reason I think that to run some play action is Sean Payton just said it. So it's not any speculation. All right. When we come back, what's the national perception of these Cardinals jobs right now? Jay Williams will join us next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.
0: Wolf and Luke. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.
1: Leader. It really is the great mystery now
2: of what's going to happen with this new coach with Kyler Murray. Yeah, it is a mystery right now what's going to happen, and Kyler Murray as well. Has he seen the light? Has he seen the light where he's got to improve and what he's got to do in order for him to get better and the offense he plays in. Uh, this is Michael Bidwell. Yesterday,
1: talking about what went wrong this season for the Cardinals. When you look at the totality
0: of the season, there were a lot of things. Whether it was hop suspension or, or injuries or or some of the other things that that occurred, I think the number one thing is you know we need we need to really make sure that we're getting the most out of those players and that the players are a hundred percent committed to making sure that we do everything we can do and i've been speaking to some of our leaders and uh they th- th- we want to make sure that we've got the culture of that locker room the culture of our uh organization
2: really focused on maximum effort and making sure we do everything we can do to win the nfc west so much I want to say about that right there honestly the culture of that locker room and the culture of the organization it is one in the same
1: basin audience yeah and we'll get more into that right now Jay Williams uh, of ESPN of course Keyshawn Jay Williams uh, boy. And then it's joining us <laughs> Jay
4: what's, what's going uh, boy. on Luke what the hell's going on That's I mean, great question DEFCON 1000 Defcon <laughs> I, I don't even know what number arbitrary number to put I, I just have one question and what I've been waiting to talk to you and Luke all day about this So understand there was the owner. I just have to ask from a guy that looks at companies and I personally make investments, I sit on boards, I help athletes with their brands and, and, and what they're thinking about the way organizations are ran. Tell me a lot about who teams are. So when I start looking at some of the decisions about extending your head coach and your GM 10 months ago, about, hey, we recognize the talent of Murray, but we're going to put in stipulations in the contract about work ethic and study time. It really concerns me about how this franchise is being ran from the top down. So, you know, with this quarterback saying, like, we're going to move forward here, hearing some of the things I've heard current players and former players say about him, and looking at some of the coaches Core in position now for this opportunity. Is that a job that you you really want? Like, wh- wh- yeah. where like, who's going to be the tough nosed individual that's going to actually mandate and say, "This is the way we do things here," and there's no tiptoeing or dancing around it. Damn it, this is the way this organization is going to be ran, and this is the standard that we hold ourselves to. And nobody is above that. Yeah. Nobody's above that. But it just seems like it's been. Pat's work. Um and, and and that's problematic to me. Am I, am I off with that assessment, you know, boys?
2: You know what? No. Honestly, Jay, I can tell you right now, I do believe that, again, there was a culture with Steve Kime and Cliff Kingsbury. Oh, they okay. had a plan. They had a culture. They had a way of doing things. They were getting out in front of the New Age offense, the new thought of the National Football League. It was taking over the National Football League three, four years ago. Go back and look at it and remember. Regard of the college offense taking over, and then all of a sudden, it swung back, way back to the middle, and to me, the disconnect came when it was swinging back to a more traditional, a blending of the old and the new. And because of that, there's got to be a culture change, and I think that's what you're probably alluding to, is the culture change that has got to happen in that organization.
4: Okay, that's a fair assessment. Luke, you are on the ground floor there. So for me, then I actually, if that's the case, and I applaud franchises that have, you know cuz i feel like everybody makes mistakes Like people make mistakes in business all the time right but it's your ability to be aware sure. of what that but, wrong hey, can can i can i just say to you is,
2: yeah can i just say to you as well you know again um if cliff kingsbury if you changed his last name if you changed his first name and his last name you just said there was a coach that won 5 games then 8 games then 11 games and went to the playoffs Took a franchise that had won three games before he showed up, and suddenly three years you're into the postseason. And by the way, the general manager hired him and he performed and came in and actually took you to the playoffs. If it was any other name but Cliff Kingsbury, people be praising the extension that Cliff Kingsbury signed. And Steve Conn for that matter. It it was was always Cliff. I,
4: I agree with you. I'm, I'm, I'm not putting all the onus on Cliff. I'm, I wasn't. Look with the, with the firing, I, I I I did not expect that. Frankly, no, I didn't. Um, I didn't expect it all. But it was also well full context. though. it was the way every one of those seasons ended as well. Though there always seemed to be, and that theme has followed Cliff for a while about you know just kind of fading out on the back end of starting strong. Now, granted, I get injuries and I get the context of that. But even hearing a lot of things that Kyler was saying this year and and that relationship just seemed so off to me. I never understood how it just went, where it went wrong.
2: Yeah. Well, well Jay, you know player-coach relationship, and if that sours, you know what that does. So, so let me ask you this: yeah.
1: we're, we're talking to Jay Williams. Jay, I want to go back to something you said earlier when we first had you on, talking about you know nobody being above criticism or you know nobody gets special treatment, and, and you know the perception of Kyler Murray that's out there. That's the deciding factor on if somebody views this job as as somewhere you want to go or not, right? Because if you if you believe in Kyler Murray as a head coach, this might be the the first job on your list. If you think Kyler Murray is somebody that's that's not going to be coachable or he's not going to do certain things, then I don't know why you'd even look at this job.
4: I mean Luke, I, I agree with you. I, I you know I frankly I've never spent time with Kyler Murray. Um but I, I just I've never I get that when you retire, right, guys inevitably come to this like table like I, I've seen it with Aaron Rodgers. Like, former players have said certain things. and But Aaron Rodgers, you know, won a Super Bowl. He's been MVP multiple times. Uh, that body of work speaks for itself, right? Yeah. Um, and at the end of the day, like, I've never seen current players say things about their quarterback the way I've heard players talk about. I've never seen that before.
1: Yeah.
4: Like, I even watched with Russell Wilson, who's had one of the worst years And, like, teammates started actually backing him. Mm -hmm. I'm like, whoa, okay. like So I'm like, where – I would love to hear – and maybe I just haven't read it. Maybe it's out there. I would love to hear teammates back Kyler Murray and the person that he is if that's the case. I just haven't seen people do it. I've seen the other, the latter. And that's worrisome to me, isn't it? It's
1: very worrisome because he's the last man standing. I mean, and there have been some some teammates that have stood up for him. But you're right; the other the whispers okay. that have been out there for a couple years it's very concerning. You talk about Defcon Five; he's the last guy standing here, Jay. And everything right now feels like it's going to be built around him for better or worse.
4: I mean, Wolf, I want to see Kyler Murray win. <sighs> I, I like the saddle in which he plays, and I love him as a player. I, I just I don't know him personally. I'm just I'm going based upon people that I've spoken around in the National Football League where they.
2: Those whispers have grown louder and louder and louder. Yeah, what's so weird, Jay, is you know to watch Arizona Cardinals play with a different quarterback, suddenly there was a lot more balance as far as I'm concerned. There was a lot more balance in terms of quarterback location and where your quarterback was. Was he under center, in the shotgun, in the pistol? They did a lot more of that. And even run pass as well, I thought. Uh, they did a pretty good job in regard to uh, being balanced that way. Power personnel groups and 11 personnel being blended in nicely in certain down in distances, of course. So I thought they did a much better job being balanced when Kyler Murray wasn't in the game. And that tells me they've got to reach Kyler. And I think this is what the change is going to be all about. Jay, I think it's all going to be about what can you do to get Kyler Murray on track? What can you do? to make Kyler Murray take the next step forward in his development as an NFL quarterback. That is going to be GM's job number one, and that's going to be the head coach's job number one right there. Make Kyler Murray be the player he can be. And everything else, I think, is secondary to that, Jay. And, Wolf, you
4: know, you're exactly right. And I'm not saying this pertains to Kyler Murray, but I'm just trying to tell you experiences that I've had as a professional athlete, because I meet two kinds of people as professional athletes. I I sometimes meet the people who just want to be the best. Yes, It's almost like obsessive compulsive, right? Like, well, it's like, like I'm that way. I feel you're that way. Like you're analytical. Your awareness is heightened. You see things you want to work at it. Uh, You know, I'm not sure if Kyler is that way or not. I, I, once again, I don't know him. And then I meet the other people that are like, I have this special gift I'm able to do something. that has got to be rewarded with a lot of money, but I'm not sure that same kind of drive is there, right? And I've seen this before in the past. Once again, not stating that this applies to Kyler Murray. It's I'm just posing the question, guys. Yeah, you're coming off an injury, and you've gotten paid. Like you
2: got a lot to prove. Those proof.
4: are well, if you know what I'm talking about,
2: you got a lot to prove. You know,
4: like. What version of Kyler Murray are you going to get? Is he willing to buy into something new when things have been his way before? That, that's that's the question coming into next season for the Cardinals. Yeah,
1: it's the only question now going forward. Jay, always great talk to you, man. You always make us think. Thank you.
4: Thank you, you Jay. All
1: right, boys. Have a good day. All right, you too. That's uh, Jay Williams, ESPN's Jay Williams, the host of Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max, joining us right there on the Arizona sports line.
0: Coming up next, we're going to take you through the biggest stories of the day with Wolf and Down Your Lunch. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.